Welcome, folks. Welcome to Shift Ender Podcast. I am your host, Drew McSalty. You can reach me at shiftenderpodcast at gmail.com and also on Twitter at shiftenderpod. We're going to be using the Anchor Podcast for this, so it's also going to be available on Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, all the big ones. What we're going to do here is we're going to have a, a podcast for EMS folks that uh, have been doing this for a while and uh, have had varied experiences. But people that don't think the whole business is unicorns and rainbows that that see the darker side of things. Just to give you a little background about myself, I've been involved, or excuse me, been full time in EMS for a little over twenty years now. Uh, critical care paramedic. I've I've worked in county services, private services. I've worked uh, for fire based ambulance service. I've worked for hospital based ambulance service. I've also worked for theme parks, so I have a lot of experience and can talk about several different things. One of the first things I want to talk about in this very first episode is reasons to call 911, or back when I started, to pick up the phone and figure out which ambulance service you needed to call. Back in my day, I'm old enough to remember that we didn't have 911. If you you needed an ambulance something bad had gone wrong something somebody was extremely sick or injured there was absolutely no other way to get them in a car and take them to a hospital i don't know i guess maybe about 10 to 12 years ago i really started to notice that the change when people would start calling 911 for just anything uh, I think cell phones is one of the worst things that's ever happened to emergency services just to the because of the abuse. I remember the first call I ever ran with a cell phone. Uh, we called for an unresponsive patient on the side of an interstate. We get out there and this guy's taking a nap under a tree with his legs kicked up and his hands behind his head. This passerby on the interstate thought he was unresponsive, quote-unquote. But, you know, wasn't concerned enough to stop and see what was actually going on or if he actually needed some help. But that was the first time I can remember running a call because of a cell phone. And I thought to myself, this is going to be a problem. And it's just exacerbated over the years. It's 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 got to the point where it's just ridiculous. The Many of the places that I work now, we've taken over law enforcement's job of checking things like this and now we go out and check quote-unquote man down somebody that's passed out taking a nap murdered who knows what it is until we get on scene and see what's going on and then at that point you know it's too late because when seconds count the cops are only minutes away so i guess what i'm getting at is why do we continue to respond to things like this why is this EMS's job to check every single person that's not walking, talking, or, you know, doing jumping jacks down the road? It's it's all of a sudden our responsibility to check people that are taking a nap. What happened to just taking a nap? It blows my mind, the, the things that people call 911 for these days. I mean, you know, stub toes and hangnails, that's, we, we all make fun of that, but that's a real thing. I remember years ago, one of the places that I worked, we got called 
several times a week for months on end for this lady that wanted either a glass of water or her air conditioning turned up and down. So she would call 911 and tell people she was having chest pain so she could get a fire truck and an ambulance out there real quick. Well, that's fine and dandy, but uh, you're taking all these services and utilizing them when they could be doing something else. She eventually, the they started writing her $500 tickets for false calls, and then they ended up putting her in jail, from what I understand. Of course, it's like getting blood out of a turnip. What are you going to do? almost feel like they should have a different number besides 911 now for emergencies because 911 has just become the, I don't know what to do, I don't know how to adult, I'm going to call them and have them fix this for me number. I mean, there there comes a point where you just got to figure stuff out on your own. Do like I do when you don't know how to do something. YouTube it, Google it, whatever. I feel like there's going to come a point in time in the in the not-so-near future or not so far future, excuse me, that we're we're just not going to be able to answer all these calls with the amount of ambulances that are available. People aren't getting into EMS like they used to. People don't want to be EMTs and paramedics and spend $20,000 to become one just so they can go make $35,000 a year. It just doesn't make any sense. I mean, Take EMTs, for example. Most places don't let them do anything other than drive and lift their end of the cot. When they first got into EMT school, that's not what they what they got in for. They, they got in because they thought it was going to be an exciting job, a rewarding job. And then they realize they're going to tote taters all the time. And then if they finally get to get on an ALS truck, they're going to drive. And that's it. And driving gets old after a while. I personally feel like we should go to a tiered system. Uh, I know a lot of places, I think uh, like Boston EMS does this, where uh, BLS trucks go out for the majority of the calls because, I mean, quite frankly, the majority of the calls that we run these days can be handled by EMTs. I mean, how many times do you actually use uh, paramedic or critical care type skills? It's just maybe... 10% of the time you have somebody that's sick enough that really needs an advanced life support. I mean, how many times do you take patients and you go sit in the ER and wait for two hours for a bed? Well, newsflash, that person didn't need an ambulance. Well, folks, we're going to bring this first podcast to an end here shortly. Uh, just as a reminder, there's going to be New content, I plan on having some guest speakers, people that are also as salty as I am. Uh, just remember that if you have any questions, comments, concerns, you liked it, you hated it, whatever, shiftenderpodcast at gmail.com, Twitter at shiftenderpod. I'm your host, Drew McSalty, and hope to see you here in the next one. Thanks for coming. Bye.